monsters, madness, and magic. Like we upload the video for this anyway, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. What's this I hear about Sting in AEW? Ooh, man, I was—I didn't know we were going to open up with that, but yeah, I was excited <laughs> to talk about that one. Cause he is absolutely my favorite wrestler of all time. I don't know what he's going to do because he's 61. I don't see him taking bumps, but... I think there's a um, clause in his contract where even if he does wrestle, like, he doesn't take bumps. But it, it literally looks like he's going to be a manager for Darby Allen. Well, fucking Jericho... Let me... Let me see how long ago it was. It was within the last three or four hours. Uh, did he put uh, the icon versus pain maker? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that. I uh, actually right next to me in my closet, I've got. <laughs> That's oh awesome. shit! Big fan. Yeah, I fucking screamed myself hoarse when he came out. I don't know. It, it'd be better than what WWE did with him. Well, I had read um. I think a couple of days ago, and I don't know how true it was, um, that in his contract he was supposed to have a title run in WWE, but I think all of that, you know, essentially got squashed once he got hurt, once he got that neck injury. Yeah, and I mean, WWE has since gone on to ban the buckle bomb. I mean, I don't know if you saw when uh, Nia Jackson did on Kyrie Sane, but that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I think that move is... Uh, Ever, I mean, even ever since I've seen that move, I've thought that move is stupid. Um, it just looks, it honestly just looks like, I mean, I know the pile driver looks unsafe, but that move looks like it has legitimately probably hurt more people than the pile driver. And well, here's the thing with that move too. Like Seth Rollins is what, 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, yeah. If somebody like Undertaker or Kane or Big Show, you know, somebody who's 6'10 is doing that move, that's fine because, you know, you know the square of their back is going to hit that top turnbuckle when you're throwing them from that high. But when you're, you know, six foot one, trying to throw them onto a five foot turnbuckle, that's that's when the neck hits because you don't have enough height to actually safely do it. But I mean, Kyrie Sane got hurt by it. Sting got hurt by it. Finn Balor got hurt by it. His was on the barricade. <laughs> yeah, which was even fucking worse. I feel like, but at least they kind of wisened up and we're like, yeah, maybe we don't don't do that one anymore. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Kenny Omega won the AEW Championship, and apparently there is he's supposed to appear on Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. Yeah, this uh, Impact AEW crossover is very interesting to me. Do y'all know any more details about that? Or? There are any other than I think it was the Young Bucks and Tony Khan, or I think just the Young Bucks coming out and saying pretty much they're open to working with everybody. Um, which makes more sense, oh, in my opinion, uh, and they have the leverage because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in all of those companies, they all can work like New Japan shows, uh, AAA shows, um, and I mean, yeah. it looks... Go ahead, Mitch. Well, they're, they kind of have this, like, it kind of seems like they have this mindset of, like, well, yeah, you know, my guy is going to be going to a, a rival, a competing company, but this competing company is going to see one of our stars and maybe want to tune in and watch our product as well. So, I mean, it's not a bad business venture really at all. They're just doing what they did back in the territory days, yeah. except globally. And, uh, <laughs> I think they asked triple H about it and he said, you know, Hey, we're open to working with people too. And <laughs> when I saw that, I was kind of just like, I wanted to Vince like actually hear you say that, or did you just say that to maybe, you know, 
just keep your name out there like oh hey yeah wwe is open to working with people too yeah something somehow i just don't think that statement's very genuine you know <laughs> well i, I mean, think it'd be more genuine if vince i mean like i said knock on wood i mean i don't want anybody to lose their life but maybe when he's dead that'll happen <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we may be steph and triple h but we is definitely not vince yeah exactly I mean, if it were up to him, he would just buy all the talent in the world and probably do some really shitty love triangle storylines like he's been doing every two years for the past ten years, it seems like. Yeah, he seems a big fan of the cuckolding angle. Yes, he does. I don't don't want to know what that might say about his personal life. (laughs) Not my business. I mean, he's also, like, didn't he do that whole angle with Trish and Linda, too? That whole thing was pretty fucked up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. that was bad. What about when he was like, all right, so I've got this angle. Basically, me and my daughter are fucking. And everybody was like, yeah, we're not. We're yeah. mm, we're not doing that. We're not doing an incest angle, buddy. Like, sorry. I yeah, mean, I, I remember, go ahead, Jason. Oh, I was just saying I remember hearing about that shit, how everyone in his family just had to be like, no, nope. no, we're not doing it. Nope. I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, he's gotten, I mean, Vince McMahon has gotten away with a shit ton of angles that in no way in hell today would ever be, you know, accepted. I mean, the kiss my ass angle. I'm like, could you imagine if he tried to do Katie Vick today? I was just about, that was my next, that was my next, that was my next one. Snitsky punting a fucking baby? Like, what do you mean? May Young getting powerbombed through a table. Crime, yeah, was... I'm like selling Lita's panties and sex toys and shit during her retirement speech. The live that sex was... celebration between Lita and Edge. Yeah, that um, was... Steph being crucified, Big Boss Man being hanged. Wow, WWE really kind of sounds... Uh, <laughs> the, the tag match where it was uh, Vince and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God. And Vince went over on God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Just to to fucking see inside that man's mind for a day. It must be just absolute madness. Rey Mysterio and uh, Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero for the custody of Dominic Matt, Ladder yeah. match. There's, oh, what else is there that's just ridiculous? Uh, I think I think we've hit a lot. I think we've hit pretty much most. Yeah. Well, well, to top it off, we'll just talk about when Mark Henry <laughs> impregnated yeah, in the hand. And we'll just leave it at that. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know who greenlit some of that shit. I think everybody's just too scared to tell Vince, like, no. Though I will say the Bubba Ray angle where he was just powerbombing women through tables, that was, uh, as, as uncomfortable as it probably made some people, that actually was funny just because of the look that he would give after he would powerbomb them. Yeah. That, yeah. like, deadpan stare. Yeah, he, he, sold, he sold the hell out of that. God. And TNA's doing intergender matches now, which... Fine, like. Well, they had a whole uh big angle this this earlier this year, but like I said, when the uh supposed racist stuff came out about Tessa Blanchard um spitting on a black and Puerto Rican female wrestler and calling her the N word, uh, that didn't even. The crazy thing is that didn't even kill her push. They were like, oh, it was still give her the title. Uh, so so okay, I'll say it didn't kill her. Well. I'll say, in my opinion, I think it did because as as hype as that feud was, because that feud between her and Sammy Callahan was gaining a lot of traction. Like people were tuning yeah. in 
heavily to impact but like literally that came out two days before that match and just like all of the steam from her title run and her winning just like it like fell flat it fell extremely flat yeah but tna didn't even like oh that's really shitty we don't want this person representing our company the only reason they stripped her from the title is because she was like yeah i'm not sending in promos fuck you guys and just she pulled a Ric Flair and held the belt hostage, and that's why they stripped her. So TNA didn't even give a shit about the fact that she was like, I just spit on people and call them racial derogatory words. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, but that's uh, that's what's happening in the wrestling world. Well, constant chaos as usual. I mean, that constant chaos is uh, definitely transferring over to the world of gaming because uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age heads have resigned from Bioware. Like, <laughs> this is... Uh, this has been like the latest in a string of resignations from this company. It's not even remotely the company that made any of the uh, great games that people love. KOTOR, Jade Empire, nothing. I just posted a link to information about it in the chat. And this is just, it's a pretty big deal. These guys leave. Uh, out of curiosity, what was the big, re- I mean, was there a big reason for them leaving? Or are they... I mean, there's been talk about, like, a whole lot of mismanagement going on at BioWare for a while now. So, I mean, they really don't give a reason other than, like, maybe some HR boilerplate statement. But the rumor mill surrounding that company is that there's really nobody that wants to make decisions, which would explain why Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda turned out the way they did, like a generic, boring mishmash of things in comparison to their old work. But, you know, I do really feel like uh, Bioware kind of shit the bed with those two Mass Effect games. And I didn't even play, I didn't play them, but I have uh, friends that were very huge into Mass Effect. Um, Which two I, games? Uh, uh, three and Andromeda. Three and Andromeda, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we were... Um, All right. I, I'll say this personally. I tried to play the first one. I got about three hours into it, and uh, I'm not gonna call it trash. I'm just gonna say it wasn't for me. Like, it just um, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of of the whole of of. I mean, I only played the original trilogy. I will admit the 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 first one is kind of like I hate being one of those dudes. Like, well, it gets better. Like eight hours in, like it's <laughs> like that's a lot of fucking time to devote to something before it gets good. But it is a slow burn at the first one. Um. As a fan of the series, I thought the ending for the trilogy was just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I remember my friend, uh, one of my friends, he was like, he posted like this indoctrination theory, and I was just like, I would read it, and I was just kind of, I would kind of scratch my head, and I'm like, well, maybe I need to play these games, and then I realized that I wasn't going to play those games. So. Well, you see, the thing about, and this is just my opinion on the Mass Effect ending, they should have went with the indoctrination theory because Correct. that was way much more interesting than what they ended up going with and what they ended up revising through a patch. They actually patched the ending. People it, don't remember that shit. They patched the ending and all it was is like, well, here's different colors. Yeah. I hope it was worth fucking three games in like 200 hours yep. for just different color lasers at the end. Literally all those choices through all those games amounted to press blue button, press green button, press red button. Yeah, that's what I remember uh, a lot of people being upset about. 
or the circle of friends that I had being upset about was literally like you just said, all of those choices, as Mitch said, all of those hours being put in and literally it's like, yep, kind of for nothing. Yeah, it was, I mean, it would have been fine to get a bum ending like that had you not had three games of choice making that impacted the whole series. You know, if you made a choice to in the first game, and you had, you know, if you played all on the 360 or the PC and you had the save files, that choice that you made in the third game, you can see impacted in the third game. So if it was just like, ah, bum ending, whatever, sucks, but you can get over it. But the fact that they had three games where you built kind of your own, not necessarily your own narrative, but kind of shaped the story the way you wanted it to within the parameters. And you got to see these decisions and these choices unfold across three games and then just have them be like, mm, for the end was <laughs> the most fucking disappointing thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah, it uh, it 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 wasn't impressive at the time, and looking back on it, it just leaves an even more sour taste in my mouth. And then, like you you add Andromeda on top of that, that was just that was supposed to be a sequel too, wasn't it? Yeah, like a a thousand years in the future or something like that. But it doesn't matter now because there's not going to be a sequel to Andromeda. <laughs> At least I don't think so. Do you think it may be a retcon, possibly Mass Effect 4? Or you think that just series is just is going to stay where it's at? I think a retcon might piss fans off even more because not only did... Now you have the third game's ending making it all fucking useless, but now you're putting out a fourth game retconning literally the entirety of everything we did. And you're just going to retcon you know, 200, 250 hours worth of gameplay to set up, what, a new trilogy to... Try to get, like, what are they going to do with the fucking retcon, you know? Try it again just to hopefully not fuck it up this time? Yeah, I'm just, I'm generally not a fan of that idea because it just reminds me of Terminator. Okay, none of them matter except the first two. Let's just do that same thing with Mass Effect. But, I mean, yeah, I I don't think that would, uh, I, I think that would piss a lot of people off and please absolutely nobody. It would piss me off, honestly. I kind of I feel like, and uh, again, I'm not I'm not nitpicking here, but I kind of literally feel like series like Mass Effect, Halo, Dragon Age have all gotten like, and again, this is my opinion, like progressively worse as the sequels have gone on. But I could be wrong about that. No, I would agree. I mean, I yeah, I, I had. Oh, go ahead, Mitch. I was going to say, I mean, the first Dragon Age, I played the absolute shit out of. Two played it a couple times. Inquisition, I kind of just kind of fell off for me. Same thing happened with Mass Effect. First one I really enjoyed. Second one I was like, wow, this is great. Third one was I enjoyed it up to the ending. And I can't even imagine because I knew about the ending when I played it. So I can't even imagine how pissed I would have been had I not known about it. But yeah, Bioware, they seem to like with everything, even going back to KOTOR, like KOTOR 2 is not anywhere near as good as the first one. They just can't seem to get sequels off the ground, it seems. That's at, uh, KOTOR 2 was, uh, Obsidian. That wasn't Bioware. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, and there's a whole story behind KOTOR 2 and, like, unfinished content for it, but... Yeah, now if you play it, there's a patch to fix the entirety of the fucking game to get it, the most yeah. of the you're supposed to get. Yeah, so, it, so it seems like Bioware has been Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Guess it's not really pulling the Game of Thrones; it's pulling a Bioware, eh? <laughs> True that. <laughs> but yeah, there's also uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but Gamers Nexus did a video about uh, PS5s. They're 
some of their memory potentially being uh, overheating in the long term and really? causing issues. Yeah. Like the memory, apparently it can get up to like 95 degrees Celsius and technically that's within spec because the memory is rated for 100 degrees Celsius, but it may be a problem over long-term use. Well, it's a good thing nobody plays video games for a long period of time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, there ain't enough titles to play on the fucking PS5 for it to get that. Oof. <laughs> to get that. Oof. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I see, uh, like I said, I, I haven't seen one here in Aiken. Um, like I said, I know a few people that have them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I've already seen price gougers throwing them up for like $1,200, $1,500. I was reading an interesting article. I can't remember where it was at, but um, or I think it was a YouTube video stating that uh, price gougers might, price gougers and scalpers might be in a little bit of trouble because I think there are Sony is planning for a like within the next week or two, probably within Christmas, <laughs> is that they're planning like a shipment of around ten thousand units or so, and all of those are going to literally increase uh like in the coming months so it's like hey yeah if you were sitting on like two or three ps3s you're probably not gonna get you know 1200 for them like maybe you might get 850 okay maybe you might get 700 600 but it's like sooner or later like this shit's gonna die down yeah i've heard the same type of rumors about like graphics cards and computer parts too like apparently these electronic suppliers are having to like send stock surges like send the stuff in waves now hmm. because people just like it goes as quickly as they can put it out. Well, I think that's due to like, um, well, for one, they have to re companies have to realize now that one, there are there is such a thing as a professional scalper, like people who drive from state to state who check uh, websites like BrickSeek to actually see actual real inventory you know within a store whether it's a, a target dpci or a walmart upc code that's actually accurate more accurate than their actual website people check those they know when such stores uh like small towns like maybe wilson north carolina aiken south carolina uh a small town like barnwell south carolina where there is a walmart where maybe they do have you know, stock on hand. They know when the truck gets there. So they'll get down there and drive like five hours, be first in line, have a friend with them. So, okay, yeah, they each buy one system. So um, that is a real thing that's happening. I mean, I, I don't, I don't not believe it, but it's just crazy that, well, no, it's not crazy that people would put in that type of effort to make that kind of money, I guess. It's just, I, I just, I don't see a, it's just a game console, people. I just don't understand the market at all, you know? They're gonna, you you might not get it on a release, but they're going to make more of them. It's fine. Yeah, it's not like it's not like when it comes to sneakers like Jordans or high-profile um, sneakers where those things literally go, like, dead stock. Like, Jordans that were released in, like, of course, you probably, I mean, I know you guys probably aren't big into sneakers, but you know, like, Every year, there's like another version of a Jordan shoe that's been yeah. released. Every year, oh. you get new LeBrons and new Kobe's yeah. and new just for that year and that season. Yeah, and the thing is, so let's say if uh, like the Space Jam, the shoes Jordan won, uh, wore in Space Jam. Okay, let's say somebody has a an edition that came out of those in 2001. Well, the thing about those are, is those didn't come back in stock. Like, those are what are called dead stock. 
to where it's like, hey, only so many people have these, and if you didn't get them while they were making them, you're shit out of luck. You have to pray over retail price. A console is not literally like that. Like, I don't know any console that's ever been like that. Like, I can still go get an, Inten- an NES. I can still go get a Sega Genesis. I can still go get an N64 that's decently priced. Eventually, I'll be able to walk into a store and buy a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Yeah, if anything, consoles have gotten, like, more, they get more refined. They get better as their lifespan goes on. It's not like they just, they're just limited availability and that's it. You're screwed. If you wait, you may get a better experience. And even to piggyback off of that, the same thing with the video cards. Those video cards aren't going anywhere. Those video cards aren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Go on. Oh no, I was just uh, I was just gonna say that with the graphics cards, that uh, that's definitely true too because the drivers have to mature. But people, it's just I don't understand. Like you're you're paying the most for it because you want to have it first, and you're also gonna have a more buggy experience. It's like okay way to tell all these companies that you're okay to pay them to be a beta tester you you guys get what i'm saying yeah exactly like yeah. i like i think i think it also has to do with uh in this day and age um it's kind of a new thing and it's like oh well hey i don't really need that but i want the false validation to actually have it like i don't think Again, like I said, I don't ever remember a system launch being this hard to get a system. I, I can understand maybe with the, the initial Wii release in 2006, but that's because literally parent, that, that system was made for family. So families yeah. like, were able to say, like, oh, we need to get this. This is family time. Like, Not only can the kids play Mario with this, but, hey, the grandparents can be active with Wii Fit. You know, oh, hey, they have Wii Bowling. Okay, this is a fun family tool. So I can, I can understand that. Like, systems were always available. But this shit, like I said, I think it's just a fad. Uh, I think it's kind of one of those things where people are like, oh, this is a get-rich-quick get kind of thing that's eventually going to fade away. Yeah, it's not going to last long. This false, I guess, demand or shortage, it's not going to last long. They're going to make more. I don't know why it seems like with this release of consoles, it's such a big deal compared to everything else that's come out, but... There seems to be a lot more hype around the PS5 and the Xbox, whatever they're calling it. Was Xbox Series X? Is that what they're calling yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. There seems to be much more hype about those than there was about the Xbox One or the PS4 or the Xbox 360 or the PS3. Yeah, like I said, I didn't understand really the whole thing on putting a cap on the reserves. Like I said, I remember when they announced the PS4, I went right to GameStop that day and reserved one. I mean, there was a line with about four people. We all reserved one. There was no trouble with it. There was no, oh, you got to rush to get it online, you know. That was like, I don't mean to bring up the graphics cards again, but uh, the 6800 series, whenever AMD released those, they were talking about how we're going to have all these like anti-bot and anti-scalper measures in place, and they sold out within minutes of them putting them up on their website, and like one of their executives was like saying, I think the launch went pretty well. You know, all you had to do was constantly refresh the page, and you <laughs> might get one. It's like, okay, no, that's not how people want to buy shit, dude. Yeah, I've I've only seen one business I know of. It's a um, 
it's a black-owned shoe company called Sia Collective. But granted, this is more so of a small business. But and I don't know how he figures it out. But literally, his shoes he'll he'll either put up a pre-order or he'll either put up like, hey, the shoes going on sale with these other items at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you know, quickest way to pay is Apple Pay. You know, there's gonna be a, a basically these shoes are high priority. A lot of people want them. Well, somehow every now and then he will refund the people that found, like that use bots. He was like, nobody that uses bots is going to get my shoes. Like, no, they're actually going to people. I don't know how he does it, you know, figures out that, you know, somebody used bots to like break through. But I mean, it's interesting. It's good that he does that too, because I mean, I have no idea how that would work. I don't know if there's some way to program yeah. some sort of bot to like recognize when an item goes on sale and immediately purchase it. I, I have no idea. <clears throat> but it's good that he's actually being like, no, fuck you. You're not going to get to buy these just because you set up something and you want them. I'm going to get it to the dedicated people that are like, oh, this is dropping. You know, this time I want to be online and get the pre-order and put the money down for it. Instead of just giving it to people who are like, oh, I'm just going to set this and forget it. Yeah, and I don't even, like, I don't even know where do you even go to, like, is our bot something you purchase? I mean, are they a program? Uh, they would be a program, I would imagine. Even if it was something you purchased, I assume it would be some sort of uh, executable file, but I, I could also just be speaking out of my fucking ass here. I mean, that's I'm just, what... I'm, they, I'm just guesstimating. <laughs> that's what it sounds like it'd be to me. Like, I don't have any experience in, like stuff like that at all but it just sounds like a file you download like somebody would make a bot program and you'd pay them and i mean theoretically that's just how it worked to me so but wouldn't that eventually mean like if there's 20 i don't know 20 ps5s or 20 pairs of jordan 11s it means like do eventually the 20 the first 20 people are they using bots does it become some type of bot war Basically, yeah, it just comes down to who has the fastest internet connection and, like, fastest setup, basically. Who can communicate with that checkout server the fastest. That honestly sounds like a headache. Yeah, it does. Well, that's how you know you're not a scalper. Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I don't know if you guys have ever <clears throat> come across a scalper in, like, real life and watched them buy shit. But it's, oh, it's yeah. fucking it's fucking infuriating. I remember one time I stopped into because uh, I, I collect. I, I don't really say I, I collect because I don't go after things with like how high value or. But I collect toys and action figures. You know, just whatever I kind of get that I like. You know, from shoot or shoes, shows or movies I like or. Oh, I have like heard. That. Not not to interrupt you real quick, but I have heard when it comes to collecting toys that people are downright fucking scumbags. I walked into a GameStop one time or a GameStop a. Uh, 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 Hot Topic one time and they had some sort of I think it was like a Batman pop that was Hot Topic exclusive and I watched this dude who just looked like just a greasy scummy dude like he was wearing like shorts and a wife beater and like flip flops and he looked like he hadn't showered in like ever and he bought literally every single Hot Topic exclusive pop and it's like what why like I don't understand the need to try and just not necessarily profit off of a limited stock, but I just don't understand the point of it. Like, it just kind of feels like a dick move to me, you know? I mean, I know some people say you can't knock the hustle, but I'm like, uh, I kind of can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, I'd rather knock the hustle than knock the person. Because it's the hustle that puts everybody in the position that makes them feel mm. like they need to be in this scummy shit. 
you know? But I'll say, I haven't seen, when it comes to toy collecting and even system collecting or selling, I still say I don't think I've seen anything as disgusting as the, uh, is what I call the amiibo scandal. <laughs> you like, mean you like how much those things were going for? And like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like people, I can't believe like how like Target were like more obsessed with those things getting stolen than like high dollar headphones. I'd say at least during my time in electronics. Yeah, like I remember. Like the only one I remember was I think uh, Marth. Like if you were able to come across a Marth, like I mean. That was like super rare, but I I don't um yeah I've even uh I mean I have a buddy that does uh some toy collecting and system collecting um and kind of the cool thing that uh, benefits him is like he's a nurse so when he works night shift he's kind of able to get off and you know check inventory or stock and he's like giving us stories where he's like yeah I ran across a couple runners like I think he was um looking for the A when the AEW figures just launched he said like literally like. It was him and a couple other people standing in line at a Target, you know, waiting for the uh, the store to open. And literally, like, you had people, like, these guys literally running back to the toy aisle just to, like... Dude, I've been looking for them. AEW figures for months. I haven't found shit. I have found piles of AEW belts, like the toy belts and the rings, but I can't find figures for shit. That AEW Sting figure is going to be, like, gone. Oh, I'm buying that online immediately. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, it's like, uh, <laughs> hold on one minute, let me, and this is something I had to buy. Um, I had to buy secondhand, but I got it at a decent price. <laughs> um, take a few of these, which are these. These are Pumas, but these are Sonic the Hedgehog exclusive Pumas. Okay, oh. I was, okay. So I think it was... Was it 2018? Yeah, I think it was 2018 before the movie came out. Um, or And even before uh, Puma had, like, the small collaborative edition. Like, they came out with some hoodies, um, some track jackets. There were two Puma shoes. There, were, there was a Sonic one, this one, um, and a Dr. Robotnik. These all sold out within, like, 10 minutes, you know. And, of course, I mean, any, any shoe that has, like, anything video game related... Uh, like they just released one that was Nintendo related, and it's already going for like two seventy five for a size ten. And if you are like me, who wears a size ten, which is the most common size, you're gonna get fucked on the price. <laughs> Needless to say, I found those for, and I'll go ahead and share this with you guys. But because I'm such a big Sonic fan, like I paid two fifty. Um, I went on a resale site called Goat, and it's basically like I didn't like drop the two fifty like right out of my pocket but they have it's kind of like what we were talking about the the uh, affirm or afterpay where you made payments and i made like four payments and i got those shoes again those shoes are dead stock now but i couldn't get those shoes on release <laughs> now i've just got one question how much faster do the shoes make you run That's i've only question. worn them i've only worn them once i wore them to the movie release did that you feel faster at least how many times have you worn them that was what i was gonna ask i felt fast i felt taller <laughs> i'll say that <laughs> But the uh, the Sonic ones actually, like I've seen those shoes now, and since the movie was released, those shoes go for over four fifty. So you could, if you wanted to, you could sell those and make your money back, and then some. I could, yeah, I could literally double my money. <laughs> I mean that that sounds like a sound investment. <laughs> so true, but again, one, Sonic is one of those things. Like I'm sure, like Mitch here, like Mitch loves Sting. Uh, you love Half Life, you know. Those are things, you know, we'd probably be willing to spend a little bit more money on. 
Like I'm pretty sure if Steen came out with his own like line of like men's boots. Mitch would probably pay. Oh, Mitch bro, probably give me like, some. Yeah, give me some black boots with the fucking white scorpion on them. I'm buying them. That's what I'm saying. Like Mitch would be like. Could you imagine if Sting like collaborated with Timberland and instead of the tree on there, it was the fucking scorpion? I'd buy them in a heartbeat. That's a that's really like, good I'm a mark. Idea. I'm not gonna lie. Like I spent spent thirty dollars on a bat and waited in line for thirty minutes to pay a man sixty dollars to write on it for five seconds. You know, <laughs> got a good photo out of it at least. But hey. Yeah, I mean, well, that's actually starting to happen now, um, as there are starting to be more collaborations with uh, clothing brands and shoe companies. Like, um, there's a pair of Super Mario Pumas. Um, though, I mean, there are actually three more pairs of Sonic RX, RX, yeah, RSX three threes. But those, the ones that I showed you guys, those are specifically like. I guess the reason why those are so rare or dead stocked are those are the um. Like, they resemble his colors and resemble, like, the Green Hill Zone. So that obviously makes them, you know, a lot more special. So in line with, like, uh, the video game collectible type stuff, uh, Cyberpunk comes out on the night. In our time zone, it actually comes out at 7 p.m. on the night. I know everybody's waiting on that one. But uh, oh, yeah. the on that video game memorabilia side, uh, there was a Cyberpunk Xbox One X that was made and i just i'm gonna post a link and i want you guys to see how much it's going for well you said the, an xbox one x yes that is how long this game has been in development the, the console tie-in was for last generation now. Hmm. look at probably... how, look <laughs> at how much this thing is going for this is a brand new one 579.99 yeah that's in the shadow of the new consoles and, you know, I can kind of get, if you're a collector, spending something like that on something special. Like, one of my best friends is a, a he was a collector. He has since gotten married. So, that's all I'll say about that. But he used to collect Simpsons toys. And he spent, like, almost a grand, like a solid $900 on one toy. Which sounds ridiculous, but it's one of only five verified that have ever been made. So, when it comes to something like Collector's Edition, I can kind of see it, but... I don't know if I would drop $600 on something where there's hundreds of just for a different aesthetic to it. It's not particularly rare. It doesn't do anything different. I think the last time I saw a system kind of go for like crazy for this were was the, um, it was a star Wars 360 system. The one with the connect, the star Wars connect system. Oh God. No, I think it was the one that was kind of resembled R2-D2. I think that was the one with Connect, but I'm not sure. Hang on, let me look it up in a sec. Yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. Yeah, that was a limited edition Connect. Looked like R2-D2. Uh, you can get it on Amazon Prime right now uh, with free shipping. Gotta, gotta add the bonuses there. For $769.99. I'm so glad you spoke directly into the mic when you said that, because that is that is some of the most outrageous pricing. I know it's Star Wars, but damn. Yeah, I, that... I wanted I wanted that to be picked up so people could, could hear the fact that I said $769 for an Xbox 360. Now, if you go on eBay, looks yeah. like prices are a lot better. There's one for 150 right now. 250 so that's significantly better i remember i just i remember when that console dropped like a lot of people were looking specifically for that one and i can't remember if it were it was just another limited edition or i think it was mainly because it was a star wars 
a limited edition console, and maybe it was the first of its kind? Could be, yeah. I mean, anything Star Wars always sells, though. Always. That and Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be honest with you, with Star Wars, I'm shocked. Stuff's still selling, but good on them, I guess. But uh, have you guys tried either of the controllers for the new consoles at all? I have not. I haven't either, but I hear the PS5's DualSense is pretty awesome. So, I haven't tried either, but I do have... I believe it's a Series X controller that I have. I did send it to my wife to uh, buy for me for Christmas because it's Sonic Blue. Um, I don't think it's a Sonic Edition controller, um, even though on some of the Sonic fandoms I follow, there are some theories behind it. But it's just an awesome-ass-looking controller. It looks just like the Xbox One controllers, but um, when I get my hands on it, I'll let you know. But no, I hadn't. I thought about buying a PS5 controller, just maybe stock up on inventory for when I eventually get the system. You see, apparently with the PS5 controller, they're doing this thing with the triggers and apparently the other buttons too where like, all right, say you're pulling the trigger, there'll actually be a point in the trigger pull where you'll feel like it give way and the gun actually go off. Like they're able to change the tactile response in the triggers based on what you're doing. So they're it's making like, it, they're kind of replicating what an actual gun trigger is like, where you just have tension, 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 and then when it fires, it's just almost loose. Yeah, and it's like when you're playing a racing game, when you're spinning out, you'll feel the accelerator, like, fighting against and stuff like that. And, like, that's one of the things that, like, people who've actually played the systems, they've come back with a big impression of, like, the Series X's controller is evolutionary, the PS5 is more like revolutionary in the way it like combines tactile response and shit hmm. that's really cool but i don't play racing games to simulate me driving <laughs> i play racing games so that i can drive like i'm a nascar driver shot up on heroin like i want speed <laughs> <laughs> see i like uh one of my favorite games is uh as far as racing goes i like the the forza horizon games because you still get the the racing simulation feel to the way the car handles but if you want to you can get a tiny ass little car and put a big ass engine in it with a thousand horsepower and still feel like a methed out nascar driver with the speed and the just ridiculous power or i want to play a racing game like crash team racing something you know a kart race or something cartoony and fun yeah i've heard the the crash team racing is fun but i mean and like you said like i'm like you i would rather play um the Sonic Team Racing or the Sonic Racing games. On a side note, and Jason, you'll probably laugh at this. Every time I see Forza, I always think about the beginning of Iron Man 2. What was the beginning of Iron Man 2? Refresh my memory. Remember, he's like at a at a drag. I think it's like a drag racing in some other country. Oh, and no. Whiplash yeah. shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember you and me have had this talk about this, like, how the fuck does he even know, like, he's there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... In the movie, they make it a big point of stressing, like, oh, he just decides to go to... It was an F1 race. Like, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, We're, it was an F1 I, yeah. yeah, I'm going to this F1 race just on a whim. And what's his name? Mickey Rourke's character. I'm I not a comic. Is it, is it Whiplash, I think? Yeah. No, Whip- it's... Is it Whiplash? Anyway, continue. Oh, but he, uh, he's just waiting for him. Like, he knew he was going to be there, and it's just like, nah, you guys just needed an action scene to happen. I get it. 
Cool. Me and Jason had a good laugh about Iron Man to the beginning of Iron Man to plenty of time. I mean, man, if you want to see a movie that just makes no sense on any sort of coherent level at all, watch Season of the Witch with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that I mean, was... I, uh, yeah, I believe it. Speaking of movies, I noticed, I think, uh, there are several movies that are getting released soon on HBO Max. I know Wonder Woman, I believe, is coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah, 25th. And it's supposed to be like two and a half hours long. Something ridiculous like that. Like that's that is a fucking that's that's a fat movie. Does anybody have HBO Max or like what's the like? I mean, I think I I think we technically have it with our cable subscription, but it's nothing I've ever used. Speaking of HBO Max, like I did. I'm glad you brought this up, Marcus, because this is some pretty huge news. Like, uh, Matrix 4, Dune, all Warner Brothers 2021 movies are going to be streaming same day as theaters. Hmm. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I hate that the, uh, I will say this, I mean, I, I feel sorry for the, the theaters um, that I hope this doesn't take away too much money from them because, again, that's another line of work than, I mean, granted, I know being in, Movie theaters isn't the most glamorous job, but it's it's a job nonetheless. Um, but yeah, I did read this at the Matrix Four, um, and I'm assuming that means John Wick Four will be. Is that is that another Warner Brothers movie too? Because isn't that in the Matrix supposed to come out on the same day? See, I think John Wick is Lionsgate, but I'm not 100% positive on that. Let me see. Uh, it's owned by Summit Entertainment, Lionsgate, yeah, subsidiary. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, I hadn't, I mean, I'm looking on just the HBO Max website right now, and I just see, like, things like, oh, we have The Sopranos, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Game of Thrones, uh, Rick and Morty, South Park, and I'm like, what's kind of the purpose of this? Because The Fresh Prince was on Netflix for years. I mean, South Park is, I believe, still on Hulu. And ComedyCentral.com. Speaking of South Park, Marcus, have you watched any of the newest South Park episodes? No, I was just actually going to, like, research because I hadn't seen any – I usually I get advertisements on, like, Facebook or Twitter for them, but I haven't seen any advertisements. So I didn't know if that, like, one-hour special was, like, all they were going to produce or was the season actually going on. The latest one I've seen is the Pandemic special, and it was great. Like, I call me a fanboy all you want, but I think South Park has done nothing but gotten better. In the past few years, I know that there are some people who hate the fact that they went to, like, a continuous storyline setup, but not for me. It totally worked. I mean, no offense. I think things like that, if you can make it work, like, it works really well. Like, I know Seinfeld, as big as a Seinfeld fan that I am, like, I think that's one of the things that I enjoyed is, like, some of those running jokes, like, they carry over into the next episode. Like, even with... um breaking bad i think that's one of the reasons why i love breaking bad so much is like some shit that happened in season one is going to come back up in season four yeah i really want to get your input on that special at least i think you'd enjoy it yeah i haven't watched the special yet myself so i couldn't yeah it uh i enjoyed it and i know like i said it sounds like i'm jacking it off but i thought it was great (laughs) Nah, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, you know me. I've, I love South Park. I mean, I think one of the funniest episodes last year was uh, I Am Strong Woman. Yeah, whenever they did the Godzilla song, Strong Woman, yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah. 
Macho Man. Right, yeah, Macho <laughs> yeah. Man Randy Savage as a female powerlifter. Like that was that was literally amazing. Uh in other news, did either of you um I don't know if you guys are a fan of combat sports, but either of you look at the uh Mike Tyson Roy Jones pay per view or any of the clips on YouTube? Yeah, Mike Tyson won that. I don't I don't give a damn. Mike Tyson won that. That wasn't a draw. See, I didn't even know this had happened already. I'm totally out of the loop on this shit. Yeah, it happened last weekend. Um, the deal was, I mean, he's he started his um, I don't want to say he started his own league, but it's he started something called Legends Only League, where essentially like, hey, if you're older but retired, but if you still think you got it, you know, hey, come around here and you know, get in the ring or whatnot. Um. Of course, I'm sure you guys have seen many memes of Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a little uh, embarrassing. See, I know who Jake Paul is, but I, it's not something that I necessarily ever wanted to know. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't, I just don't know much about him other than that he's kind of a, at least from what I've seen, an attention whore kind of oh, there's There's no kind of about it. Uh yeah, I didn't know who Jake Paul or his brother was. I mean, I know there was that controversy about the dead body thing on YouTube. I don't know what they were, how their following got so big. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going for Nate Robinson and that just just off of pure athleticism. But I was just like, Jesus, like, Nate, I respect you for getting in the ring. And as a person who does box and is taking boxing very seriously, I mean, it does take balls. But on the second, on the same token as that, like, I want to know who the fuck were your trainers. Especially since the whichever Paul brother it was is actually like a boxer. He actually trains. And, I mean, he's not not 100% serious about it, but he's serious enough about it to where he knows what he's doing. He's he's given up experience to where he can kind of lean on it a little bit, you know? Yeah. And actually today, uh, <laughs> I will say this. I know people give Floyd Mayweather Jr. shit. And I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but there has been an exhibition that has been announced where the other Paul brother, Logan Paul, and Floyd Mayweather Jr. will have an exhibition match February 20th, 2021. Who who gives who gives Floyd shit? Like, I don't... So I will say this. Floyd Mayweather, um, a lot of people say he is... Well, I'll even say this. In his out-of-the-ring antics, he is probably a legitimate asshole yeah i mean obviously uh his his job is to beat people up and the people <laughs> that he beats up it is also their job to beat people up and he has never lost at that job if i yeah. got paid to beat people up and i never got beat up i'd be a fucking asshole too because <laughs> what are you gonna are you gonna fight me no <laughs> fuck you well, i'm a dick i'm a millionaire and i can beat your ass i'm a dick well, not only like, that, and I mean, people give him shit uh, in the ring as well because they say, like, oh, Mayweather runs a lot. Um, but the thing is, is what they don't understand is, like, if you watch just like a – if you watch, like, a highlight of his defensive skills, like, it's it's literally out of – like, some shit out of a comic book or, like, a superhero movie. Like, just how he dodges, it's almost like he – I call it, like, he counts the frames. It's like he's literally, like, a frame data calculator, <laughs> like, in real time. And people want to say that about him, but uh, nobody says that about Muhammad Ali, and he was a very defensive boxer. I mean – he was very, very much about head movement and getting away and slipping strikes and, and outmaneuvering you. But nobody was like, well, he ran away. He's kind of like, no, you call him the greatest fucking boxer of all time. Yeah. And and the problem with, uh, and I've been, like I said, I've been watching a lot of old school fights. 
the problem is, is like refs back then weren't really calling fights. Uh, no, like, like uh, if somebody has it's just like covering up and you're beating in the on them in the corner for like a minute, like back then in the 70s and the 80s, the ref wasn't really calling fights like that. Like I'm sure probably um, from his last fight with Joe Frazier, um, <laughs> that's it probably sped up the Parkinson's. Um, yeah, it was now, not helpful, that's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, now in boxing, like if you're in the corner and I think if it's you don't throw punches for five seconds, like the ref's going to call it. Like he's not going to allow you to, you know, get hurt any worse than you, you know, already are. With all the, the CTE that's come out from boxing and, and football and professional wrestling, they're not, they don't want to take the chance anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's also, like, even last night, uh, there was a um, big fight. It was Errol Spence versus um, Danny Garcia. And one of the prelim- preliminary fights, uh, there was a guy that was, um, he was doing okay, but you could tell he was just like, all right, I'm just trying to stay in this fight until the 12th round. But literally, as he was walking back to his corner, like, you saw his legs, like, give, like, his, like, I know, like, I know we always laugh at the, uh, Charlie Murphy, yo, his legs were linguini, but, like, <laughs> that's literally what it was. Like, he walked back, and you just see him, like, you know, like, do that. and Doing like the, the stanky leg trying to yeah, walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you watch, like, the Rocky movies, like, ah, Jesus, I'm gonna look like a fucking scrub here, but Rocky Four with Ivan Drago, correct? Yeah, if you watch that, where he literally beats Apollo Creed to death, like, that's gotta how it was back in the day they're just like ah he's bleeding all over the place and obviously unconscious it'll be like we'll wait till he falls down like when he falls down we'll we'll, you know but now they're like oh he seems a little dazed he seems a little more fucked up than he should be we're gonna go ahead and call it yeah like if you want you can't i think it's like when like i think you get like an eight count but if they say like i was watching this and like i said even being into boxing it's like the ref goes hey do you know where you are step left step right come forward if you don't pass those it's like nope you're you're done yeah you're it's over and that's that's good on the the sense that <clears throat> they're really trying to look after the athlete's health but at the you know on the other sense there's been several times in boxing or MMA or you know the bare knuckle fighting championships where you've seen somebody get rocked and not necessarily have the potential to come back but you could tell they weren't done they were still kind of in the rest yeah. is like that nope it's like well he I don't agree with it. Like, I get that they're trying to protect him, but, like, there was still... Yeah. He was still defending himself just because, you know, he got hit and stumbled. Motherfucker, you get punched in the face, you're going to stumble. It happens. <laughs> like, nobody nobody gets hit in the face, and it's just like, ah. Yeah, it's, uh... You know, I recently... I think the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships, I think I recently just watched a little bit of that, and, uh... <laughs> I was like, would I do that? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, gloves hurt, so I'm knuckles. No, nah, I don't. I don't think I'm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it, it hurts. It hurts. I um, I didn't box, but I, I competed in mixed martial arts, and those gloves fucking hurt. Because you know, a boxing gloves they weigh what regulation gloves are fourteen ounces. I want to say is it fourteen uh, or sixteen? I think if you, I think if you're in an actual amateur or professional match, I think you got between eight. 8 to 12 ounces. Um, I know when we spar, we use 14 to 16 ounces, and I know those motherfuckers hurt, so... Yeah, well, the MMA gloves are 4 ounces, and, <laughs> you know, the, the boxing gloves are kind of... I don't necessarily want to say that, like, they're there to protect your face, but they have all that extra padding to kind of... They're there to protect your hands, uh, not yeah, your face. <laughs> yeah, but the, the MMA gloves are literally just there to keep you from breaking your hand, and speaking from personal experience, the shit don't always work. 
<laughs> I was about to say MMA gloves almost look like the gloves that you wear for like a like hand warmers almost. <laughs> uh, almost, yeah. I mean, it's it's hand warmers, and then they. I wish I had mine here. They're probably in a box somewhere, but there's just a little bit of padding on the knuckles. And the weird thing is, is like we would do boxing drills. And we would wear like the regulation 14 ounce gloves or we would spar with the regulation 14 ounce gloves. And then we switch to the MMA gloves and it's not something that like your average Joe would notice. But if you actually train, when you put those on and you switch, you're like, what's going on? Like it's like yep. a whole, your timing is off. Your, your, you know, your precision is off just because you're used to, and even though it's only 10 ounces, it's a world of difference to somebody yeah. who's trained in that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I never put on the MMA gloves, but I know what it's like switching from uh, 16 ounce to 12 ounce into 10 ounce. I mean, they they really feel like they're you're not wearing anything. It's they're so they're so light, and there's I mean they're it's out of necessity, you know. I mean, we would run like jujitsu drills, uh, wearing boxing gloves. That way, we could you know try and learn things like arm locks, you know, lock, lock mm-hmm. down someone else's arm with your arm. That way you're not relying on your hands, but it's, you kind of have to have that for freedom of movement. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, anything else you guys, uh, got on the horizon or, I mean, I know we got a big interview coming up. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Michael Bell. <laughs> That's, uh, it is tomorrow, isn't it? I'll be real with you. I'm. I don't think I'm like really. I was kind of nervous for the Simon Templeman one, but I'm not really nervous for this one. I mean, I'm always nervous for interviews, but I, I, it's just. See, I'm the opposite. I'm never uh, nervous because I'm like, it's a dude. Like, it's a person. They just portray a character I like. But mm-hmm. when it gets down to it, we're probably going to come in here and talk about. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about whatever they're a part of, but we're going to sit here and shoot the shit and bullshit and just have a conversation with them. It's not. I don't stress about it because it's not, and I don't say this to be negative, but it's not a very formal thing, you know? It's not like a 60 minutes interview where we're tackling the tough questions. We're just like, hey, man, fuck you been up to lately, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be a conversation. The only thing I'll say I'm a little nervous or maybe weary about is I kind of was looking at my questions and I'm like, man, these are kind of the same things I asked Kane, but these are kind of the same things I kind of want to ask this guy. Like, yeah. hey, like what led you to get into the legacy of Kane series? Like, like at least five of those same questions that I asked Simon Templeman, like I'm going to ask Michael Bell. But it's, I mean, that's not really a surprise because they work for the same. I mean, they work for the same, they worked on the same the, game, the same project that is, I guess would be the best way to say it. So it's kind of a given that you would want to know how they both kind of got into it and got started. Yeah. Like a, I'm going to go ahead and tell you another one of my questions. Like, Hey, give us a Tony J story. Like, what's a what's one of your fondest memories of him? I mean, you know, because all of the all three of those, like, I mean, they were all voice actors on like multiple things besides, uh, like, I think they were in Winnie the Pooh, Tailspin, um, multiple cartoons. Yeah, uh, Justin sent me a text earlier. He said Michael Bell's first acting credit was in a TV movie in 1956. I mean, like, he I, is old as shit. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just. Like, that's part of what I'm nervous about. Like, this guy has access to, like, generations of information. It's like, what? I, I need I need good questions. I can't just have mediocre questions for some guy of this caliber, you know? True, but at the same time, I mean, like I said, it's only, I mean, it's only so much we can ask him. Like, I mean, you can't, 
I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I think um, when it comes to asking them, like, oh, hey, what did you think of this line when you said this in this game? It's like, I think we can all maybe agree here that they're not gamers. And, yeah, no. no. Um, you know, so, like, asking them, like, deep lore Soul Reaver questions. Like, I, I think, like, if we were able to interview Amy Henning, that's where we would pull those questions out, like, about Dark Prophecy or about, like, hey, what were your plans, you know, for you know, this happened, or, you know, were you going to introduce more time travel, or what did Kane mean by this? Yeah, because I know um, Simon was pretty much just like, yeah, I don't really know shit about the character or the series. Like, it was just... Because a lot, especially with, like, a lot of those guys are older. They don't... I mean, when we interviewed Gohan a couple weeks ago, he's... Oh, I don't want to offend the man here. Let me Let me Google his age before I just come off like a dickhead here. <laughs> okay, yeah, so he's in his he's 50 when he's in his 50s. Most 50-year-old people you talk to do not play video games. But he was talking about he's like, "Yeah, you know, I play. I've got a PS4. I stream on Twitch like 3 nights a week." Da 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 da. And that was <laughs> really kind of surprising. Yeah, like I don't think like even when uh they interviewed TC Carson or whatnot, like I don't expect TC Carson to probably play God of War or uh I expect him to probably be in his studio, you know, working on his next jazz album. <laughs> yeah, some people just don't, and I mean, I guess it depends on on the medium, you know. If you're a voice actor and you don't care anything about video games, like I'm sure you will take the voice for a video game, especially if you know if it's a popular series, because that check's going to be nice. But also, it's going to give you some recognition, but you probably won't play it, you know. I'll say, I think maybe more of the maybe the anime voice actors. It sounds like they're maybe a little bit more in touch with like uh, technology and gaming. Um, Rather than, like, the voice actors like Michael Bell, Simon Templeman, it seems like because they're a lot older. Like, Simon's in his 60s. I believe Michael is in his 80s. Um, yeah, Michael Bell is 82. Yeah, I, I doubt he... <laughs> I mean, literally, the man's been alive before... When was the first video game console? Like, he's seen Pong from... It's <laughs> <laughs> probably just like, Jesus Christ, it's more than three lines in a square ball now? What the... <laughs> What do you mean simulated augmented reality? Hold on. Like, it I mean, is... just think about it. Like, the Oculus Rift or, like, VR, like, that's probably something, uh, uh, fuck, what was that movie called? Like, uh, something, uh, Attack from the Space Aliens from Mars or something. Uh, like, one of those old futuristic movies, um. Think of Mars Attacks? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the that's Tim Burton work. movie with yeah. the, the, the aliens, the hack hack aliens. With yeah, so, like, I mean. Phenomenal movie, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, 1956, like, literally, that man seen when TV was, wasn't even in color, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, if you took a, if you went back in time to, like, the 70s when Atari was big with an Oculus Rift and you were like, this is the future of gaming, they'd be like, did you just fucking come from the year 4000? What? They would have no, no idea of that. It's crazy how quickly that technology has advanced. Just, I mean, in the last 50 years, going from 8-bit pixels to fully-fledged virtual reality. Yeah, what's that saying? Like, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, like I said, I mean, he's done, like, I mean, I'm just looking at his animated films right now, and it's like, shit, he's done literally everything from almost five decades ago to even getting getting into video games. Before we go, a little bit of uh, gaming news. I don't. Are you, gentlemen, a fan of the Red Dead games? See, I've uh, 
I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2, but I'm just kind of waiting to upgrade my graphics card on that one because I just want to play that one as good as I could possibly play it. But I'm very, I'm familiar with Red Dead. It is. Uh, I enjoy the story a lot. I'm like Jason. I, w- I really wanted to play Red Dead Redemption 2. I uh, just yesterday, I, I'm scrolling through Facebook. And you know how you're always scrolling through and you've got those ads that just start playing out of nowhere and you just mm-hmm. scroll fucking past them. I almost scrolled past it. But right now, so you guys know that there was like GTA online, there's a Red Dead online and et cetera, et cetera. So right now, I don't know how long it's lasting and I don't know across what clients it's available but I know for sure from Rockstar's client and from Steam right now, the standalone for Red Dead Online is only $5, which... Really? Yeah, I picked oh, that. I was, okay. like, I was like, $5 for me and my buddies to get drunk and do some, some cowboy gangster shit? Yeah, it's sold. <laughs> that, is, you, that is all there. You know but, what? I'm buying that right now. The thing about it is, I'm going to go ahead and warn you, that is a fat fucking download because i'm pretty sure it downloads all the files for rdr2 but only lets you do the online mode because i went to download it and it's like disk space required 118 gigabytes it's like yeah they're getting massive man and like uh it one thing i'm just hoping with all these fcc exits coming about with the new administration is that somebody finally steps in and says data caps are absolute horseshit well didn't uh didn't the guy, uh, AG, I, I don't know how to pronounce Ajit his name. Pie. Yeah, Ajit Pai. Like, didn't he just resign? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. On a note of video game sales, did you guys pick up anything uh, during, uh, I guess, the, the Thanksgiving sales? Yeah, I did, actually. Let me see if I can pull up uh, my Steam invoice. I personally did not. I am uh, saving up to build a new computer right now. And as much as I really wanted to pick shit up on the Steam sale, I had to put that money away. Because it's, it's not time to upgrade, but it's time to upgrade. You feel me? Yeah, I, um, I think I was, like I said, like I was telling Jason, I think, or you guys the week before, I was, I'm still looking at the, that Samsung, uh, I think it's an ME drive. ME drive. NVMe N- SSD. Yeah. yeah, I'm still looking at those. And it looks like those are gonna kind of going to remain the same price throughout, I guess, the whole holiday season um i didn't buy much buy much except uh i bought some new boxing shoes um that were half off um that was about it i didn't buy any games because well i was looking at two i was looking at about three games i know i was looking at a ghost of suzushima and i was and i think that's going to remain forty dollars until like the day after christmas and then uh i'm looking at trying to get sekiro Shadows died twice on sale. Those are two games. Those are two games I really wanted to play. I really want to get uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and I hate myself, so I play Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I've heard, it's pretty much like, hey, you want Dark Souls Star Wars? Here you go. You don't like Dark Souls? Oh no, I love Dark Souls. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, you're the first person I've heard that says they don't like Dark Souls. I've never I, played it, so that's why I was asking. I used to not like Dark Souls, because I was like, it's just hard. It's not. And then I started playing Dark Souls, and I was like, wow, I was edgy and stupid, because I thoroughly enjoy it. It's fucking hard, and if you want to get pissed off, that is the game to play, but it's so rewarding to... I just beat the DLC with a friend of mine, and there's a boss called Fume Knight, and he's got a... Mm-hmm. He's polled as like a, the hardest boss in the whole series. He's a 93% fail rate. 
It took me 11 fucking tries to beat him. And angry, angry, every single death. But when I finally got him, it was like, oh, it's such a feeling of, like, accomplishment. We're like, yes, fuck you. I did it. I'm not plugging, or I'm not playing this game for two fucking weeks now. Like, I'm done. <laughs> but, like, oh, it's such a sense of accomplishment. I, um, you know, maybe the thing what maybe made those games not looking appealing to me was I was, uh, I was watching somebody else uh, play them on Twitch. And I was thinking, well, maybe I actually have to play this game for myself because it didn't look like, like it didn't really grab me, you know, to say like, okay, hey, this game's cool. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay loop is very repetitive. It's a lot of lock on, dodge, roll, try and get a backstab or, you know, when you're fighting a boss and you lock on, dodge their sequence of attacks, get one or two hits in. So it's, it's a, the gameplay loop can be kind of repetitive, but it's that sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. that makes it worth it. At the same time, it's also equally infuriating because it's not like... <laughs> You know, when you play a bad game and you you get your shit pushed in, you're like, well, you know, if this design wasn't this way or, you know, but with Dark Souls, if you die, it's, it's your fault. Like, yeah, they're the, the enemies are hard. They take a lot of fucking damage. They chunk your health. But like, ultimately, there's a pattern. There's a way to beat them. So it's the sense of accomplishment is great, but it's also infuriating to be like, well, I just suck. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, like it's a meme, like get good, but like. It really, it's what you have to do is you have to get good and learn patterns and the way it works before you can actually successfully play it. If you just try and run in there and play it like Skyrim where you're going to just fuck everything up, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, I've always, like, the people who could get into that series, like, I always respected them because it's not for me. My only issue with that series mainly is that Bloodborne is not on PC. And yeah. I, I love that game's art style. Like, from the second it was announced, I was like, I want to play this. And the only way to play it is on PS4 at 30 FPS with horrible frame pacing. So, yep. yeah. No unfortunate. Thanks. Very unfortunate. You know, a series that I really would wish that would really come to PC is uh, the Ninja Gaiden series. Oh, That's yeah. Right. That's not on yeah. PC, is it? I would really love for the I would really love for the original Ninja Gaiden, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black, Sigma One, Two, and Three, or Razor's Edge, or whatever, whatever, whichever three was. Um, I would really love for those games to come to PC. Did you ever play either one of the releases of Three? Because that's the only one I haven't played yet, other than that Yaiba one. Uh. I played the first few minutes of three. I have Razor's Edge, which was the re-release, which was the re-release of three. I believe it had the uh, the that extra was, book. The yeah, extra that was the it. one that had everything fixed, supposedly, right? Yeah. yeah. Was oh man, was Ninja Gaiden three the one where I don't even remember the whole fucking plot, I but his arm. Think he it was, was like the, yeah, it was the arm. Yeah, he was like cursed, and his arm was like mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I got like halfway through that game and then was just like nah. just lost interest i was like yeah all right this is boring now <laughs> i mean ninja gaiden black on the original xbox though and even the sigma re-release yes, on ps3 yes. i i love those they were phenomenal i even liked um yaiba and ninja gaiden z but i think um i was probably one of the only people that liked that because it was cell shaded so and you guys know my love for cell shaded <laughs> games. People like to hate on cell shaded games, but like we were talking about on the last one, look at Jet Set Radio. That game still looks good because it was shell cell shaded. It's it's if it's done right, it's really really good. 
Speaking of cell shaded games, are you guys familiar with this FPS that came out on PS2, GameCube, and Xbox called 13? Yes, and they just remade it, and it was dog shit. Yep, they completely did away with all the cell shaded visuals. It it's, uh, wasn't that game like really a high profile because it had like um David Duchovny and e in it. Yeah, yeah, like it had like. Oh wait, this was a first per. Wait, so this was a first person shooter, or was it like a like was this a multiplayer game, or was this a no store a single player story driven? Oh. It had multiplayer with bots, which the remake doesn't have. So, but yeah, it was mainly story driven. Very good game, very underappreciated for its time, and had a great cell shaded look. You can just edit a, any file on the PC version and get it to run in nice widescreen. But for some reason, some degenerates decided to quote-unquote remaster it and release it without the cell shading. And it just looks like Fortnite now. So is it 13? Cl- okay, so I'm on Steam now and I see 13. I see Classic. Is it called something else? or? Uh, Let me pop on a Steam and maybe I can tell you. Yeah, 13... Now- Classic is the original. That's the good one. I remember seeing a shit ton of ads for this game. They 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 pumped a lot of advertising for this game back in the day. It was yeah, good... it was it was a good game. They just they fucked it up. You are the victim of a conspiracy. The FBI, CIA. Whoa! I didn't know this was what this game was about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the president of the United States has just been assassinated, and you're the world's prom. So wow. I mean, if huh. you've never played it, it's only six bucks, dude. It's uh, Yeah, I, I never through. played it, but I didn't know. Like I said, I saw so much advertising for this game when I was younger, but I did, I, I had no fucking clue this what it was about. It's worth six bucks, too, to be honest. And what's the, uh, I guess, the new version called? I think it's just called 13. Hang, yeah, yeah, it's just listed as 13. Let me... Uh... Can I get... Oh, cool. Yes, thank you, Valve. I can do that. Here's a link to it. There you go. Overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, this... uh, <laughs> This looks like Oni on steroids. Like, I mean, all the style from the first one's just gone. Like, the first one had, like, a hand-drawn look to it, you know? Yeah, I'm reading the comments, and it's just... Uh, <laughs> like, I see nothing but thumbs-downs. Hmm. <laughs> I would have thought as much money as they pumped into the advertising that they would have made a sequel to this game. No, they never did. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it didn't sell well or what, but... I think it sold quote-unquote below expectations, which basically meant that we were expecting it to be to sell like Halo or COD, and it didn't do that, so our investors dogged our ass for it. Even though I'm sure it probably made money. Yep. On one last side note before uh, we uh, go, I so I was just looking at the date of that game. Uh, I remember it coming out in 2003, and I, for some reason, the something else that popped up in my popped up in my Steam or that I just saw, I didn't know Mark Echoes Getting Up was on Steam. Oh yeah, at least uh, I actually have a boxed version of that on P. I have the special edition of the Xbox version, the Steel Book. Yeah, that game is really fun. I've never heard of it. It's literally like a... Huh, well, I'm kind of trying to explain it. <laughs> it's weird because there's no other game like it. It's kind of like 
jet grind radio, but not really, you know. Um, um how can I how can we explain this shit? Like it's not it's not like we're not trying to make it complicated by any means, Mitch, but it's literally like it's it's a fuck, I don't really It's about tagging and like Players train smart. a toy graffiti artist with the street smarts, athletic prowess, and vision to become an all-city king, the most reputable of all graffiti artists. Along your quest, uncover the mayor's deep, dark secret, and use your fighting talents and high-wire graffiti to expose the city's leader as a corrupt... Yeah, that's... Okay. So, okay, yeah, it's it's literally like, take Jet Grand Radio, maybe uh, take the tricks out. Um, I'd say I'll... add a bit of Prince of Persia. I was going to say, it looks like you've got, like, the tagging from, from Jet Grind, a little bit of, like, Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, parkour-ish stuff, and then some, some beat-em-up elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you li- yeah, you literally hit it on the head, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's literally just from looking at screenshots, but, all right, well, interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. How much is it? $15? It's not bad. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was on. I didn't had no clue that game was on Steam, but I, I might get it now because uh, if that means I don't have to hook up my uh, original Xbox, then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play this. This game. This game was really awesome, and I think it was extremely creative for the time being. Yeah, the uh, developer behind it, the Collective, they also uh, they did those Buffy the Vampire Slayer games. And they also merged with another studio to, who then they made Double Helix, then did Killer Instinct. So, yeah, that studio's got a pedigree. Yeah, I remember I was so into this game that I actually had a T-shirt that um I went to um the barnyard flea market where the guy who was doing who was really good at doing the airbrush designs. I actually got that uh getting up design put on a T-shirt. Hmm. Do you still have it? Uh, no, but I'm kind of thinking like, man, I should go to the flea market sometime. Well, shit, I don't know. Is the flea market fucking probably even open with COVID going on? You think a bunch of... Never mind, I was about to say some shit that would not go over well. (laughs) Never mind, we just gonna stop on the head. Well, I'll say this. I feel like Georgia is open, (laughs) and they've never Uh, stopped. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, if that's if y'all don't have anything else, I'm good. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll see you guys later. All right. See you in two weeks. All All right. right. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Later.